And welcome to Thursday, the last day of March 2022. It is the Piero Pelka podcast. Mike here. Thank you for joining us. And uh, I'm, I'm glad so many of you are also checking out the Dark to Light podcast with Tracy Beans and me. Tracy also has um, a an additional voice on the podcast, uh, Frank joins the show on Friday. He's been a part of the Tracy Beans Dark Delight podcast for a long, long time. I'm the interloper. But join us. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. I keep posting links to it. But Dark Delight podcast, there's also a link on UncoverDC.com, which is a good place for you to go and get news and information and whatnot. Now, let's look at uh, the day before we get into the big stories of the day. I like to look back on this day in history. In 1880, the city of Wabash, Indiana, was the first municipality to get electric streetlights installed, which is kind of cool, 1880. In uh, 1889, nine years later, the Eiffel Tower officially opened in Paris on the West Bank as part of the exhibition of 1889. I've never been to Paris. Dying to go there. Been to France, not to Paris. Would love to see it before it crumbles or is taken over by Islamic extremists, which I think they've been pushed back a little bit. On this day in 1918, daylight saving time took effect for the very first time in America. But we weren't the first. Canada tried it about 10 years earlier. So we got there in uh, 1918, and we don't get the full blame for interrupting people's sleep. Let's hope that gets put away and we don't go back to that. On this date in 1949, Winston Churchill declared that the atomic bomb was the only, only thing that prevented the Soviet Union from taking over Europe. The thought that the West... And the free societies would use an atomic bomb after what the U.S. did to Japan kept the Soviet Union at bay. And I think he's right. And we're now seeing years later, decades later, Vladimir Putin kind of keeping the West at bay because he has nukes. Hmm. I wish we could solve that problem. On this date in uh, 1991, the Warsaw Pact ended. The Warsaw Pact was a, a military alliance between the Soviets and their European satellites. But since most of those European satellites have split off from the Soviet Union and many of them joined NATO or just free on their own, that pact is done. Over. All right, let's look at what we have going on today. Uh, obviously, the war is still raging in Ukraine, despite the fact the Russians were saying they're going to pull back. We're going to pull back. No, they pulled back, but they're still bombing. They're still shelling. And uh, there are a couple of interesting reports out there. One says the U.K. believes the Russian forces accidentally, yeah, right, accidentally shot down their own aircraft, their own jet. Putin may be getting lied to, misled by his advisors, his generals. They might be telling him the war is going better than it is. They might be afraid to give him bad news is the story there. And the word out of Russia is that uh, it looks like Putin is also going to tell 135,000 citizens 
to get ready to be drafted. So it doesn't sound like he's slowing down. It sounds like he's working on more replacements. Just saying, putting that out there. Uh, back home, Joe Biden is considering a massive release of our petroleum reserves. We shouldn't dip into our petroleum reserves because we have plenty of oil under the ground. He's talking about a million barrels a day for the next 180 days. That is going to have a very temporary effect on oil prices. Gas is still $4.23 a gallon on average today. I know you people in California would kill for $4.23 a gallon. Not that you would actually kill. Joe also got a uh, fourth COVID shot yesterday. He got a second booster and announced that uh, we now have a COVID website, COVID.gov. Really, two years plus into this, you now got a website to help us find masks and tests and vaccines. What a gigantic waste of government time and money. Who can't find masks or vaccines or, or uh, tests? They're everywhere. And you even sent 500 million of them out there. We have ours, haven't taken them because we don't need to. Uh, Joe also, you know, he put out that big budget earlier this week. The one that's $5.8 trillion has huge spending. It also mentions equity more than a hundred times equity. That means we're going to be hurting some people because we think they have had an advantage over others. This is social engineering. This is a bad idea, really bad idea. And speaking of bad ideas, could there have been a worse idea than Kamala Harris? Kamala yesterday stepped up and gave us a uh, a word salad, a new word salad. She can't seem to get the language right. She was speaking to a Jamaican delegation from the vice president's office, and uh, I think her dad is Jamaican, and she gave us this wonderful word salad, which really means nothing. For Jamaica, one of the issues that has been presented as an issue that is economic in the way of its impact has been the pandemic. So to that end, we are announcing today also that we will assist Jamaica in COVID recovery um, by assisting in terms of the recovery efforts in Jamaica that have been essential. So we're going to assist in recovery by assisting in recovery with recovery assistance to help things recover. What a waste of space. Seriously, what a gigantic waste of space. And God forbid something happens to the already addled Joe Biden. I almost said something would have got me in trouble. By the way, Joe did announce the the COVID website yesterday. I, I talked about it earlier. You should hear what he said. Today, I'm announcing the launch of COVID.gov. COVID.gov. Excuse me, a one-stop shop. We've already stood up 2,000 test and treat sites sites across the country. I've worked so hard to get our lives. We've worked so hard to, we, all of us, have worked so hard to get our lives back. So now I'm going to get my second booster shot. Hmm. Second booster shot. He said COVID.gov, right? I should, as we speak, go to COVID.gov and see what comes up. I'm going to COVID.gov. 
Let's see what we get. COVID.gov, COVID guidance for your community. You put in your county and it's got a toolkit. And it's telling you to wear a mask to protect yourself and others when you go indoors. Hmm. Have we not heard everything about masks? It also talks about being fully vaccinated and boosted. And you can find a vaccine. Who can't find a vaccine? And the free test kits can be ordered. This is a a basic and really stupid website because the people who don't know where they can get a mask or where they can get vaccines or where they can get tests, those people can't work the Internet, I'm pretty sure. Truly a gigantic waste of time. Now, what isn't a waste of time is paying more attention to the Hunter Biden laptop story. That seems to be gaining a lot of momentum. CNN and MSNBC and the Washington Post all seem to be jumping on the Hunter Biden had a real problem, might have been breaking the law, had a laptop that was real. The Washington Post was delivered a copy of the hard drive from Hunter Biden's laptop on their own by their own admission almost six months before the election. It was delivered to them. And then they told the people who gave it to them, um, we broke the hard drive, so we need another copy. And they finally got another copy, and then they decided this was Russian disinformation. And now, over a year after the election, almost two years since they got the copy of the hard drive, they're telling us, gee, it looks like there's some bad stuff going on in here. Now, why? Is it because the DOJ has finally decided they're going to indict Hunter Biden and the mainstream media who held up this this lie about the uh, laptop being Russian disinformation that they are uh, they're going to be embarrassed. So they need to get in front of the story when Hunter is indicted. I still don't know if he's going to be indicted. I hope he is because the crime is so apparent and so evident. Just read Miranda Devine's book, The Laptop from Hell. But CNN is now jumping on this bandwagon, too. They're talking about Hunter Biden being a bad guy. As an investigative <laughs> reporter, do you look at the Hunter Biden story and say, there's a lot more to dig into here? I, you know, I, I mean, I, I, the Hunter Biden story is Hunter Biden is being investigated by the Justice Department and by the IRS, as I understand it at this point. Um, and so it seems that there's no shortage of legal interest in Hunter Biden. So are you investigating or not? They seem to be kind of dancing around it, don't they? Watch for MSNBC and CNN to finally jump on board just probably a couple of hours before Hunter has to turn himself in. The Disney story continues to irritate people as Disney is doubling down on its woke agenda. Instead of creating a wonderful atmosphere for kids and families at their parks, they're pushing their queer agenda. Those are their words, not mine, because people get mad when you use the word queer now. I guess that can get you canceled, but that's in the clips if you've seen the videos. One of the interesting comparisons here is if you go all the way back to the earlier days before Walt Disney even built Disney, he talked about what the original dream was for the park, what he was hoping to do with Disneyland. 
I felt that there should be something built, some kind of a, an amusement enterprise built where that the parents and the children could uh, have fun together. But it all started from a daddy with two daughters wondering where he could take them, where he could have a little fun with them, too. Yeah, not so much anymore. Disney is now out to indoctrinate children, and they're not even hiding it. And I do believe that eventually they're going to change the song at the Magic Kingdom. It's a wrong world after all. It's a wrong world after all. It's a wrong world after all. It's a woke, woke world. Yeah, it's a woke, woke world. I think this is going to backfire on Disney and on the Democrats massively. I really do. I think the social engineering of children was the line in the sand, just as we saw the line in the sand at the schools last fall. I think next fall, during the midterm elections, you're going to see the line in the sand very clearly, and there are going to be Democrats and independents crossing the line over to vote with the GOP. Just saying. And one more bit of good news. Um, Hillary Clinton and the DNC have been fined over the dossier that created the Russian hoax. I know it's two years too late, but they've finally been found. The Federal Election Commission has fined Hillary and the DNC, and you wonder if this is going to pile on top of the uh, Hunter Biden stuff. Keep an eye on that. Keep a very watchful eye on that. A little good news. Uh, The American astronaut who was aboard the Russian space station And we wondered if the war was going to make it tough for Mark Vandehei. He came back in a Russian capsule landing in Kazakhstan after spending 355 days on the International Space Station, a United States record, a new record for us. So I'm glad he's back on terra firma and not relying on the Russians. That's a good thing. I'll tell you what, our buddy Jim Stovall uh, was supposed to be here on Tuesday, and uh, I screwed up, but he's back. And so uh, let's take a short seconds break, and we'll get Jim in here, and we'll get a little winner's wisdom for you on this Thursday, the day before we get to April on the Pure Opelka podcast. Our friend Jim Stovall is back, and I'm really happy about that because we always need some Jim Stovall inspiration and wisdom. In fact, it's the Winner's Wisdom column that Jim writes every week. And if, if that weren't enough, Jim's done like a thousand of these. He's also got 50-plus books on the bookshelves, and he runs the, uh, the Narrative Television Network, which helps blind people appreciate movies and television. And he spends time with us. And Jim, uh, I'm glad you're here because the world seems to need more winner's wisdom today than than we did last week. Yeah, we may have winner's wisdom, but the losers seem to get the spotlight a lot of the time. Why does that happen? Are we that fascinated with tragedy and and accidents and stuff like that? It's it, yeah, I think so. You know, I mean, uh, as, as my late great friend and mentor Paul Harvey always said, the headlines is not the news. The news should be what goes on every day. The headlines are the rare, weird things that happen, 
And, you know, the reality is good people got up and went to work and did their job and loved their kids and took good care of themselves. And uh, that's the news of the day. The rest of the stuff are the strange fringe things that happen. But it is interesting to me in a world where we do have a war in a very vulnerable area going on. And uh, and uh, the Academy Awards took up all the headlines. And it's just it's fascinating to me and, to watch that. And continues to keep, take up the headlines. And people who didn't get slapped are saying they're triggered and they need to be apologized to. I don't get it, Jim. Wanda Sykes, Ellen DeGeneres, uh, the other one, Schumer, Amy Schumer, they're all saying they've been traumatized and they haven't been apologized to. You didn't get hit. <laughs> well, get and, and it's, it's funny because I, I am a member of the Academy because of the movies we make and you have to join all the guilds and everything. And, and I, three times in the 15 years I've been a member, I've voted, and one of them happened to be this year. So I was, like, right in the middle of this and uh, and uh, tuned in to see how my picks did. It's kind of like watching my bracket, I guess. Hmm. But, uh, you know, it just, it just was absolutely fascinating uh, uh, to, to, to see what happened. And, uh, and as my late great mentor, uh, John Woodnoise, told his players, You'll be known for a lifetime of great things you do or one lapse in judgment. And that's what we have right here. Yeah, it's really it's really amazing. And in the middle of it all, the uh, real loser is not Will Smith. It's not uh, Chris Rock, who's getting more attention to his career. But it is maybe the best picture or the best actor mm -hmm. and actress who I don't know anyone who can name them except for uh, the fact that this film Coda, which I have not mm -hmm. Uh, taken in yet um, that is is completely overlooked and yeah you know it's it, it's really that there is the tragedy in all of this oh i felt so sorry for you know chris rock is up there to uh, uh you know present the award to the best documentary here are these wonderful people that produced this documentary and you know their moment is totally gone and it is um you know and and I, okay, people say they're traumatized by this and no one's apologized. Can we get the Ukraine thing back in, in, in the forefront of our thinking? I mean, several million people displaced, thousands of people dying, and, and you're traumatized? Oh, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, I think there's time for an adjustment there. Yeah, people are choosing whether or not they're going to put gas in their car or food on their kitchen mm -hmm. table and we're worried about what's going to happen with food in the next six months because the place that's getting bombed to the stone age also provided a lot of wheat and different yeah. grains for a huge chunk of the world so uh it's about priorities jim and <laughs> i oh, yeah. will will smith and chris rock and ellen they're all going to be okay they they've got uh, gas in the car food on the table they're going to be fine Yep, that's absolutely true. All right, well, let's, let's dive into this week's column. Jim, what are we learning in the winner's wisdom this week? Well, it's called Why We Act. And, you know, we we succeed or fail by doing the right thing. Will Smith has uh, pointed that out to us this week. And with an object lesson, you know, we do the right thing and why we act. And it's important. And there are three reasons we act. There are things we have to do like our tax returns are due here uh, in a few weeks. There are things we ought to do, change our oil or uh, get a checkup, and then there are things we want to do, go to the ball game, go to the beach, do those sorts of things. And we have a tendency to mess up our priorities. And I always tell people, if you can take the things you have to do, 
your taxes and all those things, and you can uh, do something. I created a word for it called precrastinate. If you can uh, get your taxes done a month or two early, um, great things will start to happen in your life. Now you're in control, and the fact that someone's forcing you to do something doesn't matter as much because you pick when you want to do it. If you don't do that this year, um, you know, the tax are due on Monday. They've extended it, and, uh, you know, that's Easter weekend. I, I promise if you wait till that weekend, the weather's going to be beautiful. Your best friend will call and want to take you on an outing on a gorgeous day, and you'll, you're going to have to sit at home and do your taxes. No, pick a day, get out in front of those on the things you have to do. The things you ought to do, you need to get them on the calendar. You know, I know I ought to do change my oil. Well, there's never a convenient day. You never wake up one morning and say, man, what a great day to change my oil. So you you just need to get them on the calendar, and they become uh, something that's just uh, in the course of your day. And then the things you want to do, if you can use those as a delayed gratification. Hey, I always, you know, I want to take that beach weekend, and if I do this in my fitness regime or this in my health regime or this in my finances, I'm going to reward myself with this thing I want to do. So if we can take the things we uh, we have to do and precrastinate the things we ought to do, get them on the calendar, and the things we we, we want to do, and use those as a kind of a carrot for other things in our lives, we will be making more good decisions than bad. And I think you're going to have more time. I, I'm, I'm stealing this term from you, Jim. I will credit you, but I'm going to incorporate procrastination because as a um, – as a guy who fights off the uh, procrastinating, uh, precrastination yields a lot more benefits, especially as it relates to the things that you want to do, not not must do or, or could do. Well, I'll accept your credit. However, Twain is the one, I think, who said uh, credit only involves a declining scale. The first time you'll say, as Jim Stovall said, and the second time, it's as someone once said. And then the third time, and from then on, as I've always said. And that's how you do those things. I have noted that, too. I will be. I yeah, will and be you'll give me credit for that the first time. Uh, sure. I have so often said. Oh, that's beautiful. Beautiful. His name is Jim Stovall. He is a, a font of uh, knowledge and information and patience as he puts up with all of my silliness here. And we appreciate getting to spend some time with Jim each and every week. I encourage you, do the same. Go to jimstovall.com, sign up, get the Winner's Wisdom column in your email inbox each and every week. It's free, too. And uh, then tune in and you'll hear us discuss it. Jim, again, thank you, my friend. I so appreciate it. Be well. 